It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome. It's another episode of Locked on Raptors. Sean Woodley here with you as always. And on today's show is one of my favorite episodes that we do every single year to help preview the season. It is the fifth annual Locked on Raptors over-unders and props spectacular with myself, Vivek Jacob, and Sahal Abdi. It's a blast every year. I'm still looking for my first win. Vivek has won three of the four editions of this contest. It's always a great way to get primed for the season. And so, you have all that to look forward to coming up on today's show. It's a two-part episode as well, so tomorrow's episode will also be the Locked on Raptors over-unders and Prop spectacular, the fifth-ever version. Stick around as part one is coming up next. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to episode number God, uh, 1037. I think that's what it is of Locked On Raptors for Monday, October the 18th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at Woodley Sean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can also find the podcast free on all of your favorite platforms, whether it is the podcast apps that you use or on YouTube. And we are nearing very close to the 1,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. Please help us get over that. It's uh, frankly good for monetary reasons. And we very much appreciate you helping us get there as we're, I think, like 29 subs away at the time of recording, which is wonderful. Uh, if you have not yet, go back and listen to the episode with Herbie Kuhn on Friday, by the way, as well. That episode was awesome. But speaking of awesome episodes of the podcast, this is one of my favorite annual traditions here on Lockdown Raptors. It is our annual over-unders and props spectacular. I have 18 over-unders and props set up here, and we're going to run through them over the course of the next two days with two wonderful guests who are here every year for this very special podcast. First up, it's a regular contributor to the show. It's Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy? It's good, man. It's good. Things are, things are looking up. Um, I was able to get off crutches uh, hey. this, this past week, so that's why they're... <laughs> all the way in the back there. Um, so I'm in a boot and so I can actually uh, put weight on it and kind of walk with the boot. So big step this week. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very excited to rough house when I see you at the game this week. And, uh, really <laughs> test that Achilles out. Uh, we are also joined on today's show by a man who has won one of the four versions of this over-unders and props spectacular, uh, which is one more win than I have in four years. It is Sahal Abdi from Raptors Republic. How's it going, man? Hey man, it's, I'm glad to be back on. Um, the last time I was on here, unfortunately, me and Vivek went down to the death. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe it was a tiebreaker, um, and it hurt because I, that would have been my chance to go, you know, tie up the series two two. 
Mm. Um, even though I know Sean's involved in this, he probably feels a bit left out at this point. We're in year five. And Sean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm too to be busy devoting all my attention to setting the lines and thus can't spend enough time thinking about my picks carefully. So that's going to be my explanation for never having won. Um, yeah, that's just the way it is. Sorry. Uh, but we're very happy to have you back, man. Uh, and, and yeah, the last year's came down to a tiebreaker. I believe a questionably executed tiebreaker by me, the tyrant commissioner. I think at one point I tried to steal the win with just like uh, an autocratic rule and uh that was wrong and i apologize and we're going to do it clean again this year hopefully no ties making things confusing uh so again we have 18 over unders and props set here for the raptors coming into the season some player ones some team ones some fun ones in between and we're going to dig into nine on today's show nine on tomorrow's show a lot of player specific ones on today's show before the team centric ones take over on tuesday so guys let's begin shall we uh the first prop that i have on the board is for the player i think most people are most excited for this season og ananobi points per game i have set the line at 20.5 points per game for og ananobi 15.9 points a game for him last season figures to be a significant jump here i didn't want to get too crazy with it i was thinking like 23 and a half 27 why not 20.5 feels like a pretty reasonable place to stick this I will go first. We'll kind of rotate the order as to who makes their picks first here. So I can't do the usual thing I do where I go third and just pick based on how I might earn points at the end of the season. Uh, so I will here say I'm going to take the slight over for OG over 20.5. I don't think he's going to be the highest scorer on the team. I still think that'll be, that'll be Pascal Siakam. I do, however, think he will be the second highest scorer on the team. And I think he's going to do it quite efficiently. And I think just the early part of the season where he's going to be kind of number one without Pascal for a while is going to help him boost those numbers as well. So OG, I'm going slightly over 20.5. Big V, where are you going with this one? I'm going to go over as well. I think uh, this is going to be a big season for OG. I'm expecting a lot of good things out of him. And preseason has been super encouraging looking at, you know, shooting off the dribble, that fadeaway that he's got from three, the pull-up. I'm really excited. So 20.5, I'm pretty confident he'll be able to go over that. So, Hall, where are you going with this one? Um, I'm going to go under. And I'm actually going against uh, what I... Yeah, I'm going against what I tweeted uh, about a week ago about OG. I could see him averaging 20 or over a game. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be a crazy under. I can see him at 19, even at like a 20.1, which I'm hoping he does because I know that'll sting Vivek a little more harder. Um, so, um, But no, OG, I'm expecting him to have a breakout season as well. I think him and Fred are going to be right around the same points per game. Um, Siakam being out is going to elevate him. So I could see him in that 22, 23 range when CR comes out and then it just leveling off as the season goes along. All right. You have the first uh, contrarian pick. Usually it's me throwing out contrarian <laughs> picks, but Sahal coming with the Sean strategy. You love to see it. Uh, and uh, we move on to question number two. The next line I've said is Pascal Siakam points plus rebounds plus assists. This is a question I used to build around Kyle Lowry every year. And now Kyle Lowry is no longer around. So we're going Pascal Siakam instead points plus rebounds plus assists. I've set the over under at 33 and a half. His last season, 33.1 was the total points plus rebounds plus assists. The year before, his All-NBA season was 33.7, which I think kind of points to maybe the production drop-off was not as nearly as extreme as some people suggested. Either way, uh, I kind of split the difference here. 33.5 is my over-under for Pascal. Points plus rebounds plus assists. Vivek Jacob, you go first with this one. What do you got? I'm going to go over again. 
Okay. Pascal Siakam is going to have uh, a strong season. I, I feel pretty confident in that. I think just the way he feels, uh, his mindset coming into this season. And then I think about the uh, Raptors in their overall style of play, you know, looking to push the pace and creating more turnovers and creating more possessions. I think that's going to lead to more opportunities for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll take the over. That sounds good to me. Uh, Sahal, what do you got? Over under 33 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists for Pascal this season. You know what's funny? As I was prepping for this uh, episode leading up to this week, I was pretty confidently taking the under because I think Pascal, I think he's going to struggle a little bit out the gate just coming off of that um, coming off mm-hmm. of that injury, that surgery. So um, I was confident that it would be like a 31 and a half to 33 number. But the more I think about it, man, um, I think Pascal has a lot to prove this season. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it I think it is going to be an over solely based on the points. Um, I don't know what that's going to mean for Toronto as a team, but I do think that Pascal is going to have a little bit of a of a comeback season um, coming off of all the, you know, ups and downs, the roller coaster of last season. Sounds like I made yeah. a pretty good argument. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh... I am going with the over as well, based on my own thoughts and not Vivek's. So uh, just have that be on the record. I I think for me with Pascal, I think the scoring is going to pop back up a little bit here. I just think with an easier sort of time he's going to have on the floor with a better supporting cast, more shooting around him, he's going to get those looks around the basket a lot easier. He's not going to be walled off by three defenders because they can afford to throw three defenders at him because it's Stanley Johnson and DeAndre Bembry spacing around the perimeter. Um, I also think we're not going to see much of a drop-off when it comes to his playmaking or his rebounding. I mean, his rebounding, I think, you know, if the Raptors are kind of leaning into more aggressively offensive rebounding as a way to sort of counter their rough half-court offense, I could see everyone kind of having pretty decent rebounding totals on the team. And I, uh, you know, the playmaking, I guess, is the area where I think there's the biggest risk of drop-off just because there's more playmakers on the team this season. You know, Scotty Barnes is going to have the ball in his hands. OG is going to have the ball in his hands. But I don't think the drop-off is going to be more than like an assist per game. And I think he's probably going to add more than a point a game to his totals just by virtue of just snapping back to something resembling normal from three-point range. So I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be a slight over. I think maybe 34 is where I'm looking at here. I don't think it's going to be like blowing it away, but I think uh, Pascal's going over here as well. So we're all on the over for Pascal over, uh, or sorry, points plus rebounds plus assists. We move on to the next big player on the Toronto Raptors in the big core, the top three guys, Fred Van Vliet. I have pulled this line from betonline.ag, our friends over there. Uh, and uh, points per game for Fred Van Vliet has been set at 21 and a half for bet online i believe he was at 19.6 or 19.8 last season don't have it in front of me but in the 19s nearing 20 21 and a half is the number here we know he's capable of big scoring nights he had the 54 point game last season sahal abdi over under 21 and a half for fred van vliet this season um i'm going i'm going to go over uh for fred van vliet i took the under uh for og um i took the over um, and you made a very good point as well, Sean, with the three-point percentage kind of uh, coming back to life this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Pascal was that bad of a three-point shooter last year, but we're talking about Fred Van Vliet here, and I think, you know, with Kyle gone, we've seen all the Fred Van Vliet leader think pieces. We've seen um, everything about his game and the things he's adding to his game. He looked very similar in the preseason. I wanted to see him trying out a bit more things, Um 
kind of like OG did. But I'm going to take the over, and I think he's going to be just around that 22-23 mark this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to see a, a borderline all-star season from Fred Van Vliet. Interesting. I am taking a pretty aggressive under on this one. I think this was like my easiest pick on the board. I think it's going to be a lower scoring season for Fred than it was last year even. So that puts him at least two points beneath that 21 and a half. But I also think it's going to be more a more efficient season and a more playmaking oriented season, right? Like I think we might see one of those Kyle Lowry type seasons where you know, there's a lot of other talent to kind of feed on the team, like the 2017-18 team, for example, where Kyle took that step back, wasn't the number one scoring option anymore, realized, okay, we're better off if the ball is in DeMar's hands. I kind of think that's going to be similar this season where Fred realizes, okay, we might be better off if the ball is in Pascal or OG or Scotty's hands, and I can make use of my off-ball leverage and, you know, my amazing ability to move around and, and fight through screens and, you know, just kind of be a great catch-and-shoot guy away from the ball with that gravity to kind of make things easier for everybody else. As a result, I think his scoring is going to be a lot more efficient. I think his true shooting percentage is going to tick up a few points, but I don't think he's going to be that sort of, you know, 1A in the offense. I think there's too many other mouths to feed. And even if he doesn't drop off, you know, and he kind of levels off at 19 and a half points or so, I don't really see much of an avenue to him increasing. So I'm going to take a pretty solid under. That might be my best bet on the board here, actually. Uh, Vivek Jacob, where are you going? Uh, over or under 21 and a half for Fred? Yeah, I'm going under as well. I feel like this season, Fred, you know, as he takes on that leadership role and really tries to guide the team, I think his scoring is going to take a little bit of a step back. I do agree his three-point shooting is going to be really important, but I think he is going to be more selective with his offense. We've seen him talk about how in the absence of Siakam, OG is going to be the number one option. So when Siakam is back, I, I anticipate it being Siakam 1, OG 2, and then Fred, right? So mm-hmm. so in terms of the points per game, I'm pretty happy to take the under. Yeah, sounds good to me. So it's Vivek and I both on the under, Sahal on the over. Big, biggest disagreements so far have been from Sahal. Vivek and I are on the same for all three so far. So uh, this will be very good or very bad for your chances of winning here, Sahal. <laughs> uh, we will continue on here with our next set of overs and unders and props in one second. But first, want to tell everybody about our friends over at Prize Picks, who are our new sponsor with the show. And they have figured out DFS for you. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Speaking of props and over-unders, Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. You want to bet or you know put some you know thought into who's going to uh you know go over or under I don't know like four points a game you can you can put that into your DFS picks no problem prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns even interceptions thrown in, ba- in football basketball of course you got points and rebounds and all that good stuff all of our users that deposit and use the promo code NBA get an instant 100% bon- uh, deposit to match their initial deposit as well. So you put in 100 bucks, you get 200 bucks to play with. That's great. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the win under, uh, with the under on Mahomes in the same entry, and you can use a, the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast cash withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out any prizes. Check out the prizepicks.com right now. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we continue on here with the fifth annual Locked on Raptors over-unders and props spectacular and uh, joined, of course, by Vivek Jacobs, Sahal Abdi. Let's continue on here with the next bet on the board, guys. And this is the one that I added last minute because I realized I forgot Gary Trent Jr. when I sent out the picks earlier this weekend. Uh, but this is a question now with Gary Trent Jr. involved. Higher three-point percentage, Chris Boucher or Gary Trent Jr. this season. Uh, Chris Boucher finished last season at 38.3%. Gary Trent Jr. finished last season at 38.5%. So I thought this was a fun one. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think I'm going to take Gary Trent Jr. Just because I think the shots he's going to get are going to be a lot better. He's going to be playing with the starters presumably more often than not. At least I think by the end of the season, even if Dragic gets the call out of the gate, I think by season's end, Trent will be there and will be able to leverage the very, very good players in Siakam, Ananobi, and Van Vliet into open looks for himself. Uh, I, I just think he's going to uh, let it fly, and hopefully they can kind of rein in the more sort of heat-checky tendencies that he has. But I'm going to say Gary Trent Jr. just for the quality of his looks. And also, I think there's a little bit more proof of concept of Gary Trent Jr. as a shooter versus Boucher with just the one year of really good three-point shooting under his belt. So I'm taking Trent. Vivek Jacob, where are you going here? We are sympathetic. I am sticking with uh, Gary Trent Jr. as well. I think uh, similar to <laughs> your thinking, I, I do feel like Trent's a bit more proven. And then I think mm -hmm. with Boucher as well, you know, I think some of the success has been a little bit, you know, not yet being a known quantity in the league. Uh, and, sure. and so teams not necessarily respecting him the way they should. And so I think we're going to see a bit of an adjustment in that regard this season. So that's why I'll go with Trent. So, Hall, where are you going with this one? Boucher or Trent, three-point percentage? Hey, guys, I have some good news. I'm actually agreeing with you, too. Hey, um, there we go. Yeah, I'm going to go Gary Trent Jr. as well. I, I agree with both of your points. Vivek made a really good one where teams had no clue what to expect from Chris Boucher last year, um, and we were seeing a lot of open looks. And I think at one point he was at 48% uh, from beyond the line, so um, that's almost unheard of. So I think teams are going to know that you know, on the, on the high screen that Boucher might pop out, you know, so you're going to see a lot tighter coverage around the perimeter for him, um, I think, throughout the entire year. And Gary Trent Jr., Sean, you made a good point as well. I think he's going to be used as an off-ball specialist a lot more this year. I think last year it was kind of like we were, the Raptors were trying to find out what they had in Gary Trent, so it was a lot of iso ball, give him the ball, watch him, see what he can do. Um, and then this year... I think it's going to be a lot more different where he's going to be off the ball. They don't need him to be that guy where you could just ISO him on the elbow. You have OG, you have Pascal, you have Fred. There's tons of weapons. So 
Um, I'm going to take Gary, and I'm going to take Gary pretty confidently. Sounds good. Uh, I thought this was a really good question. Apparently, it was not as difficult as I had made it out to be. <laughs> Either way, we continue on to the next. Uh, I mean, all three of us could end up looking really stupid. So that is <laughs> that's true. very true, and that's the goal of all of this. Honestly, yeah. uh, <laughs> we move on to the next one. Here, I have it is who plays the fourth most minutes per game on the Toronto Raptors, and I'm not going to caveat this with though we expect you know X player, X player, and X player to be one, two, three. You can go any way you want with this. You can say Fred Van Vliet if you really want to. Uh, Fred, I don't think it's going to be Fred. The dude plays like 49 minutes a game somehow. Uh, Vivek Jacob, where are you going with this one? Who plays the fourth most minutes on the Toronto Raptors this season? Yeah, per so game. yeah, this is this is a really good question because we know who the top three are going to be most likely barring hmm. some catastrophe um or maybe a trade but uh it comes down to how you view that precious and uh ken birch situation and then obviously how much you think scotty barnes is gonna play so mm -hmm. uh with 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 all the overthinking that i was gonna do i said screw it i'm gonna have some fun and i'm gonna go with scotty barnes uh, i think yeah <laughs> I think Scotty Barnes is going to play the fourth most minutes on the team. I think uh, he's going to make an impression right from the get-go. The opportunity he's going to get with Pascal Siakam out. Uh, I think he's going to be too good to leave out of the starting lineup once Pascal is back. Uh, and Nick is just going to find a way to you know, have him on the court uh, as much as possible. I like it. Sahal, where are you going with this pick? Okay, Vivek, you just why do you always have to take all the fun picks away from everyone else? I don't see, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, Scotty, Scotty's a good pick. I like that. He brings playmaking defense. I think Nick is is gonna fall in love quickly. We I think we've already seen it. He's been tossed into the starting lineup. He looks good with the starters. Um, but I'm gonna go the other way and I'm gonna go with Gary Trent Jr. Um okay. I think some of the uh candidates here would be like Goran Dragic, but he's He's a bit on the older side, and I don't know if he's going to be in that final lineup. He could be. Um, could be Gary Trent at the two. Um, and then, I mean, the rest of the – I don't believe that Ken Burch or Precious. I see them having like a, almost a 50-50 split, if not 60-40 on the mm -hmm. season. Um, and then the rest of the, the, the team is just a lot of rotation players. You have you know Utah and um, Chris Boucher and, you know. So I, I'm, I'm going to go Gary Trent, and I think – you have like three or four options, Sean. So I wish you the best of luck on this on this question. I'm going to go with Gary Trent Jr. Well, I mean, I too am a little bit perturbed that Vivek got to pick first because I was going to go Scotty <laughs> Barnes as well. And nice. I don't want to be in agreement with Vivek the entire time, but I think Scotty Barnes is going to play the fourth most minutes on the team. I think mm -hmm. he fits into any lineup they want to play, even without his shooting, the way they put the ball in his hands. It's kind of like a supercharged version of that Rondé Hollis Jefferson against the Wolves game uh, just over a full season. I think, you know, I think they're going to be very happy putting the ball in his hands, having him be kind of a point center point forward type guy space around him and shooting around him. And I think they're going to make it work. The defense is going to be good enough that Nick nurse is going to keep him out there. If Patrick McCaw's defense was good enough to keep him on the floor for 25 minutes a game, I feel like Scotty Barnes is going to be good for at least 30 and even if he doesn't start, which I agree with that, I think there's a good chance he earns a starting job by the time Pascal comes back anyway. But even if he doesn't start, I think he's going to close a lot. And I think they're just going to try to work him into the lineup as much as they possibly can, both for, you know, developmental purposes, because they want their fourth overall pick to get reps, but also because he might just be 
the fourth most useful player on the team at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Scotty Barnes, I think, pretty comfortably. And I, I just I don't see anybody else who I feel like is going to be guaranteed like rotation duty all season long. I could totally see spots where Gary Trent Jr. is in the doghouse and Svima Hailuk is slotting in for him. I could totally see spots where, you know, Achua or Birch is kind of getting the lion's share of minutes. Maybe they're not playing a ton of center. One of those guys gets excised from the rotation at some point. I don't really see a world in which Scotty Barnes is removed from, from the rotation, so I'm going to go with Barnes there. Uh, the next one here, uh, we stick with Scotty Barnes, as it turns out. Scotty Barnes, total rookie of the year voting points. So... With this, uh, there's a total of 500 points available among, I believe, 100 voters, and they vote and give each other, you know, the, what, I don't know like exactly how it all breaks down, but 500 is the max. We assume that, you know, one of the top guys is probably going to win Rookie of the Year, Jalen Green, Kate Cunningham, whatever it might be. Maybe Scotty Barnes surprises. I don't know if he'll have the scoring totals to really win it, but there's an option there, I suppose, if you want to just go ahead and say he's going to win it. But uh, last season, Tyrese Halliburton came third with, I believe, 110 points in the voting. So I thought this was a pretty good space to stick it. Scotty Barnes over under 100 Rookie of the Year voting points at the end of the season. Sahal, I believe it goes to you. Yeah, so that's exactly what I did. I looked at the reference point for last year, and I saw that Halliburton had 110. So um scotty i think is going to be in the running for this rookie of the year voting um all the way through and i think halliburton was like part of the conversation but you almost knew who was going to come out come out with it um the entire season so um i think the only two that i could probably slot above him comfortably is cade cunningham and jalen green Mm -hmm. and that's just a lot of it's based on opportunity and jalen green looks really good for houston so far um NBA Unless G Scotty Barnes is guarding him, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> NBA G League did did Jalen wonders. So um, Suggs, you know, in Orlando, uh, you know, the rotation looks a little weird there. Um, but I think Scotty is going to get a consistent amount of minutes for the Raptors this season for a competitive Raptors team. And he's going to do a lot. And people are going to start appreciating him as the season goes along. So I'm going to go over. And I think he's actually going to get over the 110 that Halliburton got by by – by a little margin. Ooh, calling a shot. I like it. Uh, I will go next. I'm going to take the under. I think it's just the better rookie class than we saw last year. I think the vote's going to be split more. Um, you know, I would guess that one of Cade or Jalen Green is going to win it just based on the scoring and sort of overall production that we're going to see. I think Jalen Suggs, as much as the Magic are insanely weird, will probably score more than than Scotty Barnes. So I'm just trying to get into the minds of the voters. I think there's a real chance that Scotty Barnes is like, the most impactful rookie to like team winning this season. I think that's totally on the table, but I don't know if that sort of like, Oh, look at his on off splits. That's not going to be something that really drives rookie of the year voting, unfortunately. So I'm going to take the under here just slightly. I think he'll probably be like fourth or fifth. Um, Vivek, let's go to you over or under. Yeah, I'm taking the uh, under on this one as well. We got to disagree at some point, man. (laughs) At some point, at some I was about point. to say, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, because for me, when I was thinking about the breakdown, I agree that, you know, Cade and Jalen Green probably will take up a good chunk of the votes in terms of first and second. But mm-hmm. I think Evan Mobley is going to get a lot of votes um, because he's going to get plenty of opportunity. He started preseason really well. Uh, so as well as Scotty Barnes does, uh, Sean, to your point, this rookie class is better. Uh, and so there's just more votes to go around. 
uh, well, more players <laughs> to get those votes. And so I think that's the reason why I'll go under for Scotty uh, with that 100-point total. We have six over-unders down. We've got three more to come here on part one of the over-under spectacular. We'll get to that in one second here. But first, want to tell you about our friends over at DirecTV Stream. You might know the situation. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff like Succession, which came back last night, of course. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to get your TV together is DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes no need to buy another device ever again and the best part is there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can earn more learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package and i should note this is only available to our wonderful listeners in the states which there are listeners in the states so i apologize to our canadian listeners but these are inclusive advertisements for all people who listen to the podcast uh thank you to direct tv for sponsoring the show and uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, who are making the best tasting protein bars you're ever going to find. They have nine amazing flavors in their regular lineup, including Cherry Barcia, Salted Caramel, Orange, and my favorite, Mint Brownie. They also have limited time flavors for seasonal options. It's almost Halloween, almost Thanksgiving. The holiday season is nigh, and you will have lots of limited time flavors for you to check out over on Built.com as well. They're all great tasting, and they're all good for you as well. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. They're wonderful as a meal replacement to power you through a workout. I went for a 45-kilometer bike ride yesterday, and guess what I had before I left? A Built Bar, baby, and it was wonderful. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, guys, we continue on here as the sun begins to seep into my living room and wash me out completely. Uh, <laughs> this is messed up. Uh, That's usually what I do. Yeah, this is not usually, usually the time in which we record. So now I just look like some sort of uh, demon uh, on the on the video. So th the sun will pass, I'm sure, right? That's how the sun works. Uh, <laughs> might have to reorient for part two when we record it. Either way, uh, let's get to the rest of our over-unders and props here. The first one here, we've talked about it a little bit. More total minutes played, Precious Achua or Kem Birch this season. I will start, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is a really hard one. I think this is the toughest one on the board for me. I'm going to say Precious Achua just because he slightly fits what the Raptors want to do a little bit more in terms of his mobility. I think his ball handling is going to be a really, really important thing, especially early in the season when Pascal Siakam is out. I think that extra ball handling that uh, Precious Chua can provide from the five is going to be handy. So I could see him out-minuting Kem Burge early on in the season, especially as Kem kind of comes back and works his way into conditioning from being out with COVID. So I'm going to say Precious Chua, but I do not feel very confident about it because Kem Burge is the presumed starter and very well could assume that job and run with it because he's rock solid and there's nothing wrong with having Kem Burge being your starting center. Uh, Vivek, let's go to you. Precious or Kem? We finally have a different answer. Yay! I'm going to go Kem Birch. I really like what I've seen from Precious Achua so far. But I think, you know, as soon as Kem came back, it was like, man, this guy's just been around forever. Like, he's he's always in the right spot. He, he just fits everything the Raptors want to do. Uh, and I think 
over the course of the season, I know Precious, you know, has been a little tempting with the outside uh, stroke he's shown so far, but I think over the course of the season, it's Birch who will offer more spacing. And so I think that will lend to him maybe getting a, a few more minutes. But you're right. I, I do think Precious will have a bit of an advantage out the gate uh, just because Birch is still kind of working his way back. And I think there's a decent chance he's the one who's starting opening night. And so we'll have to see how long that lasts. So, Hall, where are you going with this one? I am going to go with Sh- – no, I'm joking. I'm going with Ken Birch as well. Um <laughs> You know, honestly, I think they're both very similar players. Um, they're players that kind of you kind of shriek when they're about to shoot from the three point line just because you're not <laughs> expecting it. Um, but they do have that ability, and Precious was very confident with it in the preseason. But I think Ken Birch, like off the pick and roll, the high pick and roll specifically, which is what Nick Nurse employs a lot in this system, I like Ken Birch a lot more. They're both very athletic. Um, Precious to me is is the type of guy who he's going to have a massive game and then you're going to see a, a stinker more often than not. Ken Birch is, I think, at the point in his career where you can get a more consistent uh, production um, from him. So um, I think Nick Nurse appreciates that. And I do think, you know, the minutes are going to be very similar by the end of the year. But I am going to go with the veteran, Ken Birch. Yeah, it's hard to make a case. I think either way, you know, there's there's good arguments for and against both Precious and Birch here. So uh, this should be a fun one to watch throughout the season. We continue on with our next one. Another minutes played, uh, either or. It is who plays more minutes, Svi Mahailuk or Yuta Watanabe? I believe, Sahal, it is on you. No, it's Vivek on this one. Vivek, you go first. Uh, Svi or Yuta, more minutes played. So this is a really tough one, I feel. Extremely, I think Utah is a really solid player and he should have a path to minutes, but sticking with what I expect from Scotty Barnes and the seasons that I think we can expect from OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam, it's just going to be tough to get into that forward rotation. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I look at Speed Mihailuk going up against Gary Trent Jr., going up against Goran Dragic, who might potentially be gone. Uh, I'm going to go Svi. Yeah. Uh, so, Hall, you're up. Svi, you're Utah. Um, oh, man. I don't... I want to go Svi, but I want to go a different reason. Um, because I do think... I do think Goran Dragic is going to be gone. Like, I don't see him being on this Mm -hmm. team for the full year. I think too many weird things have happened since the Raptors have acquired him. I think he will be valuable while while he's here. I do think Goran Dragic is still a very good NBA player. um, And he's going to play an important role. But I do think when the Raptors do make a trade, from what I see, I think they have to get a backcourt player back. And then also, we're kind of forgetting about Malachi Flynn, who I think, considering everything, had a very good rookie year. So I'm just looking at the one and two position. And I know Svi's more of a two and three than anything, but I think he's going to slot into that two-guard position more often than not. Um, and again, I am I am staying consistent. I do think Gary Trent Jr. is going to be the fourth, is going, is going to have the fourth most minute, minutes played. So I do see a consistent output from Gary Trent Jr. in terms of time being on the court. Um, but I just, I don't see, I see a lot of games where Utah's a DNP. I just, mm-hmm. I don't see him stepping into that lineup as important as OG and Pascal are, like Vivek said, 
um, I think I have to go Svi by default. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going Svi here as well. I don't feel great about it, and I don't think I sort of view it the same way as you guys. I kind of think they're fighting for the same minutes. Like, I think backup mm. three is where they're both going to slot in to start the season. And I think there could be some bench lineups where they play the three and the four together, and it's just, like, all shooting all the time, and that's fun. But I also think, like, once Boucher's back, like, Boucher's going to have that backup four spot kind of locked down. I think it's the backup three that they're both going to be fighting for, and it's going to come down to who plays better in those minutes. And I think Svi just has a little bit more in terms of playmaking chops than Utah, so I think Svi is going to take that job more often than not. It sucks because I love Utah, and I wish there was a lot enough space to get him in there as well. He's going to be fighting with Boucher. I mean, a, a sneaky way that this could kind of change too is if Boucher gets dealt at the deadline, if they are looking at, hey, this guy's an expiring deal. He's not part of the long-term plan, so we're not really in the in the conversation right now. If they deal Boucher, I think those minutes open up for Utah in a pretty profound way. But uh, for now, I think Svi has a, a more inside track at winning that third wing spot uh, in the second unit. And uh, so I'll go with Svi there. This could be a victim of a very good preseason kind of talking here, and we're kind of victims of the moment or prisoners of the moment. But I keep saying victims of the moment on the show. That's not a <laughs> phrase. Uh, but either way, uh, going with Svi there as well. We're all on Svi. Last one for today, Scotty Barnes, five or more assist games on the season. Uh, I set the over-under at 30.5. It might seem high, but going back to his college days, he had 11 of 24 games with Florida State where he was over five assists. And also, I was thinking back to Pascal Siakam's season last year. He averaged four and a half assists a game, and he came in, and of course, in a shortened season where he missed a lot of time. He had 26 games with at least five assists. And I think you could kind of pencil in similar ball handling roles for Barnes and Siakam this coming season. If Barnes is going to get as much in terms of repetition that we think he's going to get. And so I've set it at 30.5. That might seem a little bit over the top, but Barnes had 5.6 assists a game in the preseason. Maybe it's doable. We start with Sahal. Where are you going on this one? I am going to go under uh, for Scotty Barnes, five assist games. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I think, when Pascal gets back, he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much. I think we saw a lot of play initiation from him in the preseason simply because, well, two things. I think he's very good at it. I think he's a very good playmaker for his size. Um, but also Pascal wasn't there. So the ball was in his hands a lot more by default. Um, mm-hmm. I still do think we're going to see a lot of flashes from Scotty Barnes. And I'm seeing the number maybe around 25, 20 to 25 games. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm going to confidently say under. And I know that seems like I'm, I'm an anti-Scotty Barnes guy. I'm not. I'm no. a big Scotty Barnes guy. I don't think that's <laughs> anti. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. I am going to take the over just because it's more fun and it's fun to root for that. Nice. So really, my only logic there is, hey, that would be cool if I was right on this one. Um, so I'm going to take the over. Vivek, where are you going on this one? Uh, I'm also going over. So yeah. We have very, very little that separates us at this point. Uh, the one point. response separates us right now. We talk to each other too much, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, we're, we're either going to lose horribly or win pretty easily. Uh, or be in a hilarious tie at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think with Scotty, just what I've seen from him, I think that's what lends to Nick wanting to find a way to keep him on the court because mm-hmm. he is genuinely the best playmaker on the team. He's a better playmaker than Fred. He's a better playmaker than Pascal. Um, 
And so I think he maybe better is the wrong word, but he's the most natural one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's why he's, he's still going to have plenty of opportunities. And, uh, you know, I think Pascal as well, in terms of his success, he's, he is sort of better when he is not necessarily like on the ball and when he's like just picking the ball secondary. And so I think there, there could be more opportunities for Scotty to initiate uh, and get the offense going. And even, even, you know, what I've seen from him in the paint, where he's able to just find those duck-ins or whatever it is. I think, you know, maybe we won't see as many of those, uh, you know, 10 assist games. And, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a huge variance in his assist game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't sure. think we're going to see 10 assists one night, two assists the next. That's why I'm taking the over, because I think we're going to steadily see, like, five, six. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think he's the kind of guy who just kind of walks into assists, right? Like Pascal's assists feel very deliberate and it's like a lot of work to get to them. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes just like, oh, I'm here. Uh, here's the ball. Here's an assist. Here you go. Uh, it's kind of a lot more sort of natural to him. So uh, that's going to do it for part one as I get ready to fix my lighting situation as I've become <laughs> even more washed out by the damn sun. Uh, either way, Vivek, Sahal, thank you so much for being here for this version Part one, I guess, of the fifth edition of the Locked On Raptors Overrunners of Prop Spectacular. Uh, Vivek is at uh, Raptors.com. Sahal is at Raptors Republic. I'll let you guys plug your stuff more heavily tomorrow. We're running low on time for this one, though, so we'll wrap it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Raptors your first listen of the day. And make your second listen of the day. Locked On NBA is there talking about all of the stuff going on across the league right now. And I was on last night, Locked On NBA, with Josh Lloyd to talk about the Raptors and whether or not they're underrated going into the season. So that is worth checking out over in the Locked On NBA YouTube page or on your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again with part two of our over-unders and props spectacular with Vivek and Sahal on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.